This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1399, Dollars and Cents, by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. This is the show where I read to you, and to myself, frankly, from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet every single day. We're surrounded by messages of how difficult it can be to make ends meet and build wealth. So thank you for spending this time with me where we can empower ourselves to take control of our financial health. Now, today's author is a pretty rare one for this show. He's a well-known minimalist and traveler, often featured on one of our other shows, Optimal Living Daily. So if you like his style, definitely check out that show. Again, that's Optimal Living Daily. But for now, let's get to his post and start optimizing your life. Dollars and Cents by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. I've never been rich, per se. I certainly climbed my way out of the middle class into the upper middle class when my branding business blew up after a few years in Los Angeles, but wealthy is a goalpost that seems retreating towards the horizon. I still intend to reach that goal. I just hadn't made my millions quite yet when I decided to leave the path I was on So now I have a very different view of wealth and the role it plays in my life. When I left that trajectory, that focused pursuit of numbers in the bank account, I was obsessed with a single metric. I had been a video gamer as a kid and I saw business as just another game to play and one with controls and in-game physics at which I was quickly becoming an expert. I knew how things worked and I knew some of the cheat codes and I was having fun playing. My score grew and grew, and I felt good knowing I could get it even higher. But at some point, I realized there was another game, one outside the RK kiosk I had been standing at all my life, and the points I had been accumulating didn't seem quite so meaningful anymore. I had always aspired to see the world, to increase my knowledge of it, and to be the kind of person who understood how things worked, how they all fit together. I'd play my game until I achieved mastery, then take what I learned and apply it to the wider world. Business would be my training ground, my tutorial, and I would emerge from that world a shining champion of lifestyle fitness, worth mimicking and basking in the adoration of those who spent less time honing their combo moves and SWOT analysis capabilities. I would, in effect, skip most of the rungs of the ladder of life because of how well I did on the training stairs. What changed my direction was the realization that business knowledge does not equal wisdom or intelligence or even make you a likable person. It just makes you good at business. Having more money does not make you a guru of all things, just accumulating dollars. And money is a single aspect of life, one gateway to getting what you want, but by no means a yardstick for being a good person or a smart one or one with a philosophy worth sharing. All my life, I had been chasing dollars, but not cents. And when I changed direction, I still had knowledge that would help me on my new path. But like changing high schools, I had to start fresh in so many ways. New friends and partners and classes. It was like the picture of the world I had painted for myself on the biggest canvas I could find was suddenly just one pixel on a massive and complex screen. I knew so little, had achieved so little. It was overwhelming, but exciting. 
The world was a much larger place than I had assumed, and rather than finding myself running the same race, playing the same type of game, I started investing my quarters in a challenge that didn't have an ending. There would be no final boss to defeat, and no high score that would obliterate everyone else's. There were as many paths to victory as there were players. Changing your context is disorienting, but so long as you're opening yourself up to more rather than closing yourself off from the reality of life as an infinitely complex experience, you can only grow as a person and will probably be focusing on more important things as well. There's nothing wrong with chasing money, so long as it makes you happy, and so long as you're aware that there are other point systems out there that are just as or more important to your development. Even better is being capable of seeing the world as an interconnected series of games, each one worth playing and each one influencing where you start and how well you play all the others. What's been vitally important for me during this transition, which is still going on years later, is how it's changed my perception of the game as a whole. Whereas once I competed with everyone else in the business world, doing what I could to top their accomplishments with my own and climb a bit higher on the leaderboard, now I compete with myself to better myself. A single player mentality that leads to more significant performance in a multiplayer world. There are many, many metrics used to gauge success, But leading a rich, complex, multifaceted, and challenging life is the only type of competition that makes sense to me. You just listened to the post titled Dollars and Cents by Colin Wright of ExileLifestyle.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto is designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com OFD. Again, that's gusto.com OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. And Colin actually wrote an update to this post, so I'll share that here. Update, April 7th, 2017. This is still one of the more difficult things to explain to people sometimes, especially those who are where I was back in LA, fixated on that one metric to the exclusion of all others. On one hand, I want to express how much more fulfilled I feel now, but I also don't want to assume my priorities are the same as others and that everyone will be better off taking more metrics of success into consideration. Some people who are exposed to this concept give me the same look I imagine I would have given anyone who told me the money I was earning wasn't as vital as I thought it was, which is fair, I guess. What I got out of this article is that money is important up to a certain point, and then it becomes less of a focus for many of us. According to a study conducted by psychologist Daniel Kahneman and economist Agnes Deaton, 
A salary of $75,000 a year is the magic number after which people's day-to-day happiness no longer improves. So when you're below this number, increases in income are going to make a big difference in your life. But after that, it might be worthwhile to investigate other metrics of success. I have found in my own life that after reaching a certain threshold of financial security, it provided me the opportunity to ask bigger questions. Rather than spending mental energy thinking about how I can make more money, I ask myself things like, how do I wanna spend my time? What kind of contributions do I wanna make in the world? How do I wanna be remembered by my family and friends? What experiences do I wanna have? This article also reminded me that financial wealth is not the only form of capital we should be chasing. There are actually more sources of capital like social capital, intellectual capital, and spiritual capital. And when you consider a more expanded picture of wealth, you might be more wealthy than you realize. If you'd like to dive into this topic even more, I'd encourage you to check out Lynn Frere's speech from the Economy Conference on YouTube. It's called The Eight Forms of Capital. And that'll do it for today and another installment of Optimal Finance Daily. Have a happy Thursday. Thank you for being here every day and listening. And I'll see you on the Friday show tomorrow for a special episode 1400 and where your optimal life awaits.